welcome to the Lady Ada. Hey everybody, and uh, welcome to another Sunday night Desk of Lady Ada kicking off August. It's me, Lady Ada, with me Phil on camera control. Hello. And uh, witty commentary in the background. Sometimes. Um, do we have a little show for you tonight? We can talk about some LEDs. Do you have any news or updates we want to tell people about? No, last week was the Box unboxing on Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. It was it. epic. Amazing. Um, watch it on our yep. video channels. Yep. And a social network near you. Yep. Uh, this Wednesday, you and I are not doing show and tell. We are doing Ask an Engineer. That's right. And we have a full week of shows. And uh, just so everybody knows, we're dealing with the same thing everyone else is as a company, as a city, as a state, as a nation. Uh, now there's talk of doing uh, required vaccinations for companies and more. And so this is changing by the day. And so far, most of our team is in a really good spot, but um, you know, friends and family in all of our circles um, may or may not be vaccinated quite yet so we're all just dealing with this um yeah every day we'll uh we'll publish anything that's helpful for other people who run companies or just so you know um and that's what's going on it's uh it's an it's an occupying thing and it's all of course in the middle of a chip shortage so we'll be talking about that yeah tonight on the show okay um so last uh, we checked in, we were talking about this um, RGB LED breakout that uh, I finished designing and I ordered the PCBs. Maybe we can go to the overhead and I can, I can show it off, I think. I showed this up, you know, I, I showed this up, I think, last week or the week before. So it's got the IS31FL3741, which can control 13 by 9 RGB LEDs. Some of the LEDs I hand soldered and I didn't do a great job, so they don't come out. But you can see the basic idea here. They're, they, they mostly work. Couple of these here are a little sad, but uh, most of them showed up. And it's got uh, Stemma QT connectors um, for chaining together. Um, it's a nice word C chip, which is really nice. It kind of does everything. You just need a few resistors. Honestly, I don't even know if you need those resistors. I think it's mostly for like safety and stuff. Um, but one of the things that's neat is that this is um, one of the smallest and easiest ways to connect a lot of RGB LEDs over I squared C. Um, usually if you want to connect this many RGB LEDs, you need to have like, um, you know, shift registers and column drivers and it can get very big. What's nice is that this only needs like a single chip and a few passives. Um, it's much, much easier for controlling a large number of LEDs, which means that, um, one of the projects that I wanted to do for a really long time, I was like, oh, we can, we can finally do this. Uh, one is I, I snagged, these were chips, they're not in stock anymore, but they were in stock before I snagged them. Um, because I can finally do a project I've been meaning to do, which is make uh, LED, like NeoPixel glasses. I always wanted to do NeoPixel glasses. And the problem is, is that once you start adding up, you know, any number of NeoPixels are about 10 cents a piece. So if you want, you know, 100 LEDs on your glasses, um, you're, you know, you're talking about $10 in, in just raw LEDs. And so it's, it becomes, you know, once you have the microcontroller and everything, it, get, it can get a little expensive. Um, also, it was really hard to do anything that um, beginners or just folks who don't want to spend days trying to figure out how to program these things. Yeah. And so I feel like we're finally in a good spot now because it'll show up as a USB drive. You'll be able to drag and drop images or just change the text file. And I think that's where we want to be. Where before it's like, all right, like just get ready to live in an IDE forever. Yeah. So anyways. So, um, so I can go to JLC PCB. Okay, so let's go to the computer and I can show show some of the PCBs I've been ordering. 
Um, so I ordered up the, let's see if it'll render. So this is the, the Matrix breakout. What does that do, sound? It's like, it's like, hi, you should do things. Is that the website made that sound? Yeah, the website. Boop, boop. Boop, boop, yeah. So this is, this is what the breakouts look like. They're, they're panelized. Um, so they're meant, you can, you can put them side to side if you want, but um, I put mounting holes in the bottom. Um, even though I was like, oh, should I make them so you can tile them top to bottom? And I was like, you know what? No, like it's, it's too mechanically uh, delicate, so I'd rather have mounting holes. Um, so this is the 13 by 9 RGB LEDs, which is, uh, let's see, 13 by, oops, 117 LEDs. And again, what's nice about using raw RGB LEDs is that um, they're only like two or three cents a piece. Um, so all of, you know, you, there's always some yield and some loss, but um, the overall cost is not going to be um, that much. So we can sell these at a, at a, at a reasonable price. And um, so after this was done and I'm like, okay, cool. I feel good about the design. Also, I want to like test out um, the RGB LED placement, you know, making sure that these are uh, the grid is okay. Like until you actually manufacture these, I'm not going to know. Do I need the grid to be larger? I think these are on a th um, three millimeter grid, and they're two millimeter LEDs. But you know, I might need to expand that a little bit. So this is um, a pretty tight packing, um, but hopefully these will be manufacturable. And then, um, so what I started to do is, I asked Phil B, like, okay, can you design what these glasses would look like? And this is kind of what he came up with. Um, so we like the idea of having round NeoPixel like circles. That's kind of like what we wanted, but also maybe the ability to scroll some simple text. And for text, you need to have five character height. Like that's the minimum. You can't really go below that. And above that, you can do two. But um, again, we wanted to have one driver chip, which can do 139 LEDs. And so this was kind of an interesting, um, you know, you can see through it because it's got these slots, but it isn't just like a plain slotted glasses design because I wanted to not just do something really, not like boring, but I wanted to do something a little more interesting. So we've got 24 LED rings. You know, there's 24 RGB LEDs in a ring. And then, you know, the way it's lined up is, um, you know, it's kind of grid happy. You know what I mean? Like you can scroll the text through the ring um, it's spaced in a way, like it's spaced in a way that for these five rows, the ring is part of the text scrolling area, but you can also have this separate ring. So it's kind of like, how do you put a circle onto a planar um, XY grid? Well, this is how we're doing it. And then, um, you know, this is a vector diagram, but the best way to get it in is to uh, actually uh, raster it. And then I imported it as a raster into Eagle Cat, you can see it's it's rastered all the way here. And then I draw over it. So every place that there is an LED, you can see I sort of like these squares. I dragged the RGB LED over it to sort of lay out, to like kind of trace over the design. So that's where I'm at. I mean, it's like, you know, with, with you know, it's like easily like a thousand um, or something, 500 air wires or something ridiculous. So it's, it's a little slow going. I did like half yesterday and I'm doing the other half today, but uh, you know, so far so good. And then this is the driver chip here. And then what I'll probably do is I'll just have like a STEMI QT connector, you know, somewhere maybe here or something. And then you could wire it up to any microcontroller. 
So you can have like a Wi-Fi glasses or Bluetooth glasses or just like RP2040. So are those two bottom slats empty? Yeah, these are empty. They're just decorative. Yeah. Because you, this is how many, how, you know, you only have a certain number of LEDs. I don't, I can't put more LEDs on. Like, yeah. I, this thing can only drive 139 LEDs. Only 139. Which is a lot, right? <laughs> only. Well, so we actually, it's 138 because we did test to divide by two to be symmetric. Yeah. So it's 138 RGB LEDs, which is like, you know, it's a lot of RGB LEDs. Um, again, if you were doing this with dot stars or neopixels, it would like, that'd be really expensive. Yeah. Um, but I think it's is a good... Yeah, I don't think like just because you can have it like fully filled with LEDs. I think you know we could have had a different grid, but I think that this is a good. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of benefit to having more. Anyways, this is like kind of what I'm I'm slowly. And you're still rocking out on EagleCat, right? I'm still a little routing. You know, you can see here I have to route all the column lines. The row lines are easy, right? Because they go across, but then the column lines you have to hit each column, so they have to snake around. And by the time this the second side, I got a little, you can see it's a little more elegant looking. Than the um, the left side, which is a little bit rougher, because I wasn't I wasn't as sure of how the technique I was going to use. By the time I got to the right side, I'm like, okay, I know the technique to use to to get all these lines around, so they're they're kind of nicely packed. I might redo the left side eventually, but you know, if it's routed, it's routed, right? Who cares? Um, so there's the LED glasses that I'm working on. All right, any questions before we move on? No. Okay, cool. Um, so the other thing that we um, covered was the, uh, what I thought was really interesting is that I had booked some parts, some LSM9 DS1s. Um, I don't know if this is going to be... What, do you want to go to the blog? Well, I wanted the article that we wrote here. Yeah, there it is. Um, so this is interesting because this is... You know, like like many companies, it's like, okay, if I can't get parts, if there's designs I have that use parts, you can't get the parts, but maybe you can back order the parts, right? You put in an order, you put in a purchase order, and you say, look, schedule it out. I won't need these maybe for a year or two years, but I'm letting you know what I need so that I can kind of like have a place in line. And this is really common. We actually do this for parts all the time. Like we order, uh, you know, Raspberry Pis like a year in advance, basically. We tell them, here's about, here's the prop, you know, of course, things can change, but here's approximately how many we're going to buy. It's, you know, not, it's, it's like we can change the scheduling, but we're basically saying we're going to, to purchase these eventually. Um, and we did this with uh, this LSM 9DS1, which we use in a breakout. And this is the first time I've ever had this happen in like 15, you know, 20 years of buying electronics where I purchased something. And after I purchased it, I'm told the price has changed dramatically and I can either take it at the new price or cancel my order. Like I've not, that was different. I've had, you know, oh, I'm about to buy something and the price changes or like I sign up to be notified and when I get notified, the price changes. I've never had an existing purchase order changed, like not underneath me where right? I was notified, but it was changed as the, purchase order had been placed and was pending and I think we placed this purchase order like you know months ago too this isn't recent this isn't like oh we ordered a day ago and like I you know the, the price changed underneath so um well, you know it's interesting about this this chip is this used to be three or four dollars a piece you know maybe four dollars retail three dollars if you negotiated and now it's 20 bucks um and this is from an official distribution right again it's different I have, I've definitely seen gray market prices be ridiculous. I've been quoted, you know, nutty prices. So this is, we booked an order at a certain price. And From the official distributor. And then they're just like, you know how you booked it at a certain price? We're going to go ahead and make it 
20 times. The this price. is very, very, very unusual. And so the reason I'm making a big deal out of this is like, why are you making a big deal? It's not a punishment. I'm not trying to like call anybody out. What I'm trying to tell is for people who are do who do like crowdfunding campaigns or pre-orders or budgeting, it's you can no longer depend on the budgeted price to be the price that you actually get the product at. This is that's never not been true. This is the first time it's not yeah. that I've seen that it hasn't been true that you order something and you don't get it at that price. Yeah, usually when you order parts, the price that you buy it at, even if it is ships later. the price later, it ships at. Yeah, this is new and unusual. Yes. And, um, it, you know, we're, if we're experiencing this, that means everyone else is too. And we're and probably going to start hearing this is probably not the only part. It. This is just the only yeah. part I know of because it's the only part, I mean, like, it, it happened with a couple of the parts, but this one was, like, ex- extremely, extreme price change, right? Basically eight, eight times more expensive um, than originally. And so I think if you're, if you're, even if you're back ordering parts, you can no longer guarantee that when that back order is filled, it will be filled at the price yeah. that you purchased. And we only use a breakout, that shit for a breakout. Right. But, um, but if you use this in a, in a design and it was like, yeah. you're, you're just pen, you know, you bought everything else waiting for the design, just Yeah, or just if you know. have, I mean, there's some popular electronics out there in the maker world that uses the Arduino Nano does. Yeah, the Nano Connect, I think, uses the yeah. LSM9DS1. So, anyways. Yeah, it's here. This it's is happening. It's happening. So let's yeah. let's move into the great search because we'll, we'll Okay. Move. Problem solution. Here we go. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with DJ Key. The great search brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit where Lady Ada uses all her powers of engineering and searching for parts to help you find that part that you need, especially when the rug gets yanked out underneath you and your bomb cost goes up That's thousand right. percent. Uh, yeah, not, well, not thousand, but uh, you know, a bunch. Um, so we just, we were just chatting about, uh, the LSM nine DS one. I thought this was interesting. We wrote about it. The price, the official price of this chip, not only is it, you can't buy this chip, but the official price went from about $4 to about $20. Um, and one of our back orders, you know, um, not from DigiKey, but from another distributor, um, that we had placed months ago basically got canceled because it was like, well, we're not going to sell it to you at the original price. You have to replace it with this new price. And um, so I thought if there's people who are using this chip, um, look, I like the LSM9DS1. It's, it's one, I've used it. It's wonderful. Um, I use the LSM9DSO. I love all the ST jars and accelerometers I am used. But if you have a board and you are specking this part at about 3 to $4, and now it's coming back to you at $20, um, that can really, really mess your bill of materials, right? If you're selling, you know, a, a gaming thing and it had accelerometer in it, you know, motion sensor, and suddenly the bill of materials cost just went up $15, um, that could easily double the cost of your um, product. And so I thought, um, you know, I think eventually the price will come back down because I, I don't think this is competitive at this price. Um, however, uh, until that happens, let's let's see you know some alternatives for nine DOF sensors. I want to show people because I had actually had somebody ask me like, what would you use instead? And I was like, that's a good idea for the great search. Um, however, I'm not going to make the, that name public, so that's why there's no quote. Yeah. <laughs> Something behind the scenes. Um, okay, so one of the nice things about the LSM nine DS one is it's a nine axis. It's accelerometer, gyro, magnetometer. It also says temperature, which technically would mean 10 DOF, but like temperature is really easy to get. So, you know, we're, we're looking at a 9 DOF sensor, which means you get 
three degree magnetometer, three degree accelerometer, three degree gyro. When you're specking nine DOF sensors, and you're almost always specking nine DOF sensors because you want to do an orientation IMU type thing, there's basically like two kinds of systems chips that you want to use. First off, there's not they're not like one, it's not one chip inside. It's actually going to be like two or three chips that are kind of uh, tied together all on I squared C or with SPI. Um, so in the LSM9 DS1, I don't remember exactly the two parts, but it's basically, I think it's like an LSM303 plus um, something else. It's, it's basically either an accelerometer plus gyro and then a separate magnetometer. I think maybe it's an LSM2MDL or 3MDL tied with an LSM330 or something. It's, it's two chips inside and they're just packaged into one little chip, which is quite nice. It's very uh, nicely uh, and compact. Um, these chips, they have things like filters and FIFOs. However, they're going to give you raw accelerometer, gyroscope and magnetometer data. And then you're sort of expected to take uh, an AHRS um, fusion algorithm. You take that data and you, you combine. I think ST probably even gives you libraries to combine that data to give you orientation in like quaternions or something. And um, there are also chips out there on the market like the BNO 055, BNO 085. And those chips are nine DOF sensors, but they also have a little fusion chip inside of them that does that calculation. So why, you know, why would you care like which one you use? Well, first off, um, there's price. So if you're getting, you know, a, a BNO 055, well, now it's going to be about the same price as a, as a LSM 90S1. But in general, if you have a chip that's doing the fusion algorithm for you, you're going to pay a little bit more because there's this second chip that takes the sensor data and fuses it together to pipe out, you know, quaternion orientation data. There's um, like a little microcontroller in there? Yeah, there's like a little Cortex-M0. I think the BNO 055 and 085, those are actually two different companies, although the part number is very similar. Uh, one's Hillcrest Siva and one is something else I don't remember. And um, those have a SAMD21 actually inside uh, also. So there's like actually like now three chips inside tied together. It's like our TI calculator that runs Python yeah, and they at a SAMD. They said a SAMD. Yeah. So you can get, the, look, here's the thing. You can't get those chips right now anyways. But yeah, so they're going to be more expensive. The BNOs are also like totally unavailable. In fact, I think if you search on, on DigiKey for the BNO... I think they're like, we don't even have a time in which these might be available. Yeah, like you can't even accept. <laughs> I've never seen that. There's yeah. not even an estimate. Wow. Yeah, which is really cool. Well, due to temporary constraints supply, DigiKey is unable to accept back orders at the time. Not only is there no back orders, but there's no time it's going to be back, no prices. We're just going to pretend this never happened. Yeah. Wow. This, this basically, there's, they don't even have the price. Because again, they don't, like, they don't even know. They don't want to say, they never want anyone to say, hey, look, why'd the price change? I, I no I know I don't know I don't know yeah. why they did it. There, I no, think that I, they really I, do not know when I, it's going to be. I wouldn't keep the price on it, and I wouldn't put any. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't yeah. put any time or date right now because yeah. every, everyone. I think they're like to... we don't even want to accept the order to, yeah. to carry the risk of like what what's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe this it could yeah. be it could be many years, and they don't want to hold that order. <laughs> it's a ghost town. It's so um, <laughs> so those chips are you know they're very specialty and those go fast. There's also sometimes you can get external chips that are like fusion chips and they'll. They'll do the work for you, um, but yeah. So the the, the BNOs are they're kind of famous for like they do um, all the work for you running this algorithm. You know, again, you can you can write you can code the algorithm in. We have uh, a tutorial here on how to run AHRS, 
on a microcontroller, but you do have to have a microcontroller kind of constantly pulling the data. And you can't, uh, you know, you can't miss any data, right? You have to be very consistent because you'll, you'll start to um, skew a little bit. You'll start to get yaw from, from missing data. So you have to be like, you know, every 50 hertz or whatever on the dot, you have to get the data. Um, so if you can't get these, you know, again, you can always do it yourself by combining accelerometer, magnetometer, and gyroscope. Um, of those, you want a pretty good magnetometer, but honestly, there's a lot of good magnetometers as long as it's got, you know, a good, you know, it's got a uh, range and it isn't affected too much by external magnetic fields. Magnetometer, I'm not too worried about. Magnetometers, we're, we're pretty good at. Accelerometers also, we're, we really figured out MEMS accelerometers. Like everyone's got an accelerometer now. We're pretty good at it. Um, you know, you, you can use it to do tilt and, and motion. The, the part that's really going to dictate whether you get good sensor data out is going to be the gyroscope. The gyroscope is what has drift. You don't have drift in anything else. The gyroscope is the only thing that like, it'll, it'll, it'll have offset that will add accumulate, accumulate error on your algorithm. And so we do have an article, check out um, comparing gyroscope data sheets and, and you can look at some of the gyroscopes. NXP has really great uh, gyroscopes as well. They, I think they've discontinued them though. I mean, like it's it's one of those things where it's like, here's a great, great sensor, no longer available. Here's another great sensor, no longer available. Um, but you can piece together, if you can't get one of these, you can piece together an accelerometer, gyroscope. Those are usually sold in a set, you know, and then separately um, a magnetometer. They do not have to be from the same company. They can be separate companies, whatever, uh, distributors, and then you convert them to SI units and then plug them into the AHRS algorithm. Uh, to get orientation data. Um, that said, let's look, you know, there's really only one option, but let's look at what we can get. Now, nothing's in stock, but I can show you what I would recommend. There's only one option. Is that technically an option or is that, how do you describe when there's one? Yeah. It's not a choice. Maybe it is an option because the option is either buy it or don't. Yeah, so if you search for, uh, for example, in-stock IMU chips, which I think is anything with an excel at least one accelerometer and gyroscope, um, there's really slim pickings. Mm. Um, and mm, the prices are, are quite, quite high. Um, I think just the, the, the demand is, is, is really high right now. But uh, a lot of these are, are modules, and they get, they get very expensive very quickly because these are, you know, you get into, like, these industrial... So like a car, I mean, like, you know, bill of material and the cost of cars. I mean, these are used in robot. The problem is that yeah. they're used in, like, Wii's and, like, Switch game controls, and they're used in, like, industrial robotics and automotive, right? These, yeah. these are sensors that are, they're so popular that, every, like, everyone's competing because everyone wants um, the, the same In the beginning market. of the pandemic, no one was saying, hey, when, when this is, a year later, we're going to have a chip shortage. Like, that wasn't one of the things, you know, it was like, Quick, stock up on toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so, so let's not look at stuff in stock because uh, you know we're not we're just gonna be disappointed. Um, however, let's look at uh, surface mount components, and uh, let's look at active. So at least you know when they do, you know it will likely come back into stock. And then, um, if you if you're one of the if you want something that's a more close size comparison. Uh, to the LSM 90s one, you want nine axis. So let's pick. I don't know why it says gyroscope nine axis, but I'll, I'll click it anyways. But we definitely want gyro and magnetometer and accelerometer. So let's see what's available. 
And um, today you can see the, the B&O 085. Oh, these you could at least maybe back order. Um, again, these are the ones that have the, the B&O 080 and 085, which are almost identical. There's one is a little bit, the one fixes a little bit of an SPI bug. Um, those are available. Um, then there's the, the LSM 9DS1 that we referred to. And then after that, there's a lot of modules. So these are like, you, know, you can tell this is, it's not a true nine DOF sensor. It's like five sensors, you know, put together. It's like accelerometer, magnetometer, gyroscope, put together on a board. Um, but if you want an all in one, I would actually recommend going with the ICM uh, 2948. This sensor also can do its own um, fusion algorithm inside. I believe it's under NDA, you might have to sign NDA, or you might have to download a binary blob and, and compile it in. But um, I'm not 100% I'm not sure, but I, I, I know that um, InvenSense, which is now TDK, um, they make very good 9DOF sensors. Um, they were used in Nintendo and Apple products before um, Nintendo and Apple both, I think, changed over to uh, ST, uh, which means InvenSense got like half their business taken away. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're not good sensors. They're very, very good sensors. Um, they're just, you know, they didn't win in a gigantic fight between elephants, right? Which is which is how it goes when you're a small company. Good news, though, is um, the price isn't bad, right? Like, once you get to, um, you know, 100 pieces or 500 pieces, the price is down to, to $4, $4.50. Um, so it's it's much, much closer to what where the LSM9DS1 was. Like, you can actually get it at a price that's comparable. If you design the LSM9DS1 into something and you're like, I just need something that's about the same size, same functionality, I2C can give me 9DOF IMU data out, um, whether or not you use this Motion Plus Fusion thing, um, this would be a good alternative. It's not pin compatible and it's definitely not firmware compatible, but it's I2C and you give it some power. I think it might be 1.8 volt, but you know, maybe you could put a level shifter on there and um, I would recommend, I would recommend this chip. Um, I use it, we have a breakout for it, and it's, it's quite easy to use and it's pretty reliable. You can use our, you can use our libraries to get your uh, design kickstarted as well. And while I don't know 100% that this is true, uh, it does say that there's gonna be at least 1,000 in stock, whoops, in September, if you, if you type in a quantity. It says estimate That's September. Nice. So, you have a shot of actually getting these. So that's that's where we're at as engineers, just praying, <laughs> hoping. Yeah. You know, I would have guessed that we'd run out of certain um, elements on the planet. Like, hey, we're out of lithium, everybody. We're going to have to deal with that. We're not uh, we're not there yet, but this yeah. uh, this is this is reminding me of a of all the futures that we're going to have. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Pandemic dystopia, what's the end result? Well, you're out of chips. All right, that's the great search. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check it out. The ice. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with DJ Key. All don't right. Don't to send us your request. Is a part you can't get? Want us to find the best option? We can. Uh, yeah, we'll always we'll always be able to help out if you're uh, do the best we can. We can do it. So uh, send us. You can do it on Twitter, you can do it in other things, send me an email, whatever. All those things on which part you'd like to have a, a great search segment about. We always have one every week, but we also like to do ones that people send us. All right, well, thanks, everybody. That's it for Desk of Lady Ada this week. We will, uh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it wasn't meant to be a downer message. It's just like it's like this is what it is now. It's like well, we're, we're half. We're, you know, this this fire charge could be two years long. This yeah, is, it's, it's kind of devastating. Yeah, it is um, teaching us to continue to diversify our product offering and be nimble. So this is this is how companies are forged. Eesh. That's what they are. All right. All right thanks, everybody. We'll see everybody next week. Bye.